Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. I'm John, and today we're drinking Oktoberfest or something like that. You may ask, what does Oktoberfest and the theory of relativity have in common? Hmm. Not a whole lot, but somewhere around 120 years ago, Albert Einstein was working as an electrician, and he helped set up one of the tents at what has become the largest festival in the world. How about that? We're very excited to poorly replicate this here today with you guys, without (laughs) Einstein, but with the actual Steins. Hey, jokes on jokes, and I'm Harrison still once again. Today's the day! This is the most wonderful time of year, and really in my uh, humble opinion with Oktoberfest coming back. And I'm kind of upset we're not drinking one already, so let's get to that. But first, Drinking Socially is released every other Wednesday morning. It can be found at podcast.untap.com. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, of course. Now, we really want to crack some of these beers open. We're changing the format of this episode and drinking through Drinking Socially with you. Um, Harrison, while I'm getting this first one ready, will you just kind of break down how we arrived at these five Oktoberfest beers? That's right. John said five, not two, but five is the number of the day. Um, And yeah, we kind of, you know, went back and forth a little bit about how to approach this. And so ultimately uh, looked at, you know, untapped ratings, so really meaning how many people uh, had enjoyed certain Oktoberfests and checked them in on Untapped in the past, uh, but also wanted to kind of keep in mind availability. Oftentimes, those things are tied together. You know, uh, number of check-ins and how easy it is to find some of these beers. So we have two f- from the U.S., two from Germany, and one from kind of both places. So, which is kind of cool, and I'm pumped about that one. Um, but yeah, we'd really kind of just split it between what a lot of people can find classic German Torfest, one from Munich itself, one that is arguably, or some consider the best kind of truest uh, example of an Oktoberfest, one you'll probably be able to find at every first one. There's lots of cool things. So anyway, yeah, that's kind of how we, we broke it down. And we're starting with one that's really, if you're in the States and you hear Oktoberfest, might be the first thing that pops into your head, whether you realize it or not, with... Uh, with Sam Adams. I have to believe Sam Adams is checked in almost nine times more than any other beer with the name Oktoberfest in it. I have to believe this is probably the the most consumed in the world. Yeah, as of right now, it's like 924,000 plus check-ins, which is pretty impressive. Uh, it, and, you know, and as we're recording this, this year's Oktoberfest hasn't even really begun, although this beer has been out for uh, a little bit. Um, but I haven't had this in a hot minute, so I'm excited to start out with it because it is one that I grew up, for lack of a better word, <laughs> drinking. <laughs> <laughs> grew into adulthood. After 21 um, right, years. Sure, age, right. When I acquired growing. the taste for beer um, as a young adult, this one was something I always looked forward to as the summer months transitioned into, you know, apples and pumpkin pie and, and all that jazz that we're creeping into right now. Um, so yeah, so we're doing, yeah, Sam Oktoberfest, it's a Marzen style. We'll kind of talk a little bit about what the heck an Oktoberfest is. What's a fest beer? Are they different? 
Yes. Uh, we'll get into that, but this one's coming in about 5.3 ABV, 16 IBUs, um, which pretty most of the ones we're having today are between like 5 and 6%, but around 16 to 20 plus or so IBUs, which is great. Um, and from Sam Adams themselves, like, are, they say this is uh, their our version of this classic style blends rich malts for a hearty, smooth flavor. It's notes of yeah. caramel or caramel, depending on where you're from. Creating a brew that's perfect for the season or whatever you're celebrating. And indeed it is. It looks like a nice kind of copper brownish color. It looks great. This is I, I intend to enjoy the the browner ones, the traditional Marzen ones more. But anyway. There there will be much discussion on Marzen versus Fest beer versus mm. Oktoberfest versus I'm sure I hope anyways yeah. I hope it's fruitful. Yes. But uh cheers Harrison to uh, an Oktoberfest format. Yes. Much better said. <laughs> mm. There it is. Ah, brings me back. Takes me right back to lots of like coming home from fall break in college and what's in the fridge. Boom, dad grabbed the Oktoberfest. Much like macaroni and cheese can take you back to a comfortable home, uh, this beer takes me back to northern cold autumns. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, That's right. Both of us growing up in the the northern states of the U.S. Yeah, definitely. Right, it's like it just... Like leaf mold, a, a gross thing, or sounding gross, but leaf mold is one of my favorite smells in the world. I kind of smell the leaves breaking down in the, after they hit the ground, um, you know, in the fall months. And yes, this smell also, doesn't smell like leaf mold, but it reminds me, just like John's <laughs> macaroni and cheese, I was outside smelling the ground, I guess. When <laughs> a I really weird old. childhood for Harrison. <laughs> just outside a lot. Wasn't allowed in the house much for yeah, obvious None of reasons. us were, Yeah. <laughs> There are breakable things in there, better to bounce around in the in the trees. Um, but yeah, oh man, this is. I mean, funny, you know. Obviously, everything's about perception, and this is for a lot of people, probably myself included. One of like the earliest memories I have of an Oktoberfest is Sam Adams, and it's you know classic. Like it's to the style. It's, this is awesome. It drinks. I get. Is this? A, I believe this is the first lager we've done. Um, Ooh, on in in season two. Um, mm, I think you're right, John. Google's better memory than my actual memory, right. but uh, <laughs> at least I know this is the first Oktoberfest beer we oh, drank in season two. And starting with the uh, the reigning American king of the style, yeah. this is uh, this is exactly right. It's it's uh, caramely mm-hmm. and light and crisp. Uh, obviously, you can find a caramel soaked imperial stout, right? If you look in today's world, but right. this this is uh, this is the darkish beer that mm-hmm. I can drink uh, in mass. Uh, right. I'm sure many will be doing it the time this is released. Right. Exactly, yeah. And that's a good, we can start talking about that right away. So that's like part of the the thing I love about Oktoberfest is that these things are traditionally, they used to be brewed in March, hence Mars in German for March, brewing the beer then, letting it sit through the summer, enjoy it in the fall, uh, cellar and lager which is just the German word for age uh, or to age something. Um, and that took a lot of the, so caramel malts are kind of like a something brewers battle a lot. They can be, if you use them too much, like an IPA or a pale ale, it could be really bready or really kind of sweet and cloying and it get, puts off some 
kind of somewhat undesirable flavors if you use too much of it. It is a specialty grain, or they, they it's a caramel malts are a kind of large group of specialty grains. You wouldn't use it as a base grain, which is you know, what base grains make up the base or the majority of pretty much every beer out there. Um, but when they take a chance to sit a little bit and kind of mellow out and as they do when you're lagering something like a Marzen, they can, that kind of sweetness dissipates considerably and yeah, kind of just l- lends itself to being much more smooth and um, kind of like a little bit like little toffee notes in there a little bit. And there's kind of like a spiciness from the hops. I know he cares a lot about serious German noble hops. Um, they do at Sam Adams. So you get like a little bit of that spiciness, but mostly it's very smooth, awesome color, nicely carbonated, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to hear Harrison, uh, continue to break down as we've gone through, uh, the hope is that we get through all five of these sure. Oktoberfest beers and kind of right. compare them against mm-hmm. each other as sure. we move forward. Yeah. Um, the one kind of tragic thing, but, uh, who cares, right? <laughs> Oktoberfest sees somewhere around, would you say 6 million <clears throat> Uh, visitors right. uh, in yeah. the modern era. Yeah, like even more than that now probably. I think almost 20 years ago, actually exactly 20 years ago, they were, like, clocked in 6.5 million people visiting Munich uh, in Bavaria and Germany, the the beginning where Oktoberfest began, I think like 186, 96-something years ago. Uh, but yeah, so it's, um, like you said in the beginning, the largest beer festival in the world and uh, – Rightfully so. And pretty cool on the day of IPA that Lager is still is kind of banging its shield and saying, huzzah, here I am. Banging its shield is exactly <laughs> the, the way this this Lager would introduce itself. Exactly, yep. Um, but never able to be served in uh, the real uh, Oktoberfest or Vice, as it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, only beers brewed in Munich. In Munich, yeah. And we so, have one today, so we're excited about that. But yeah. Yep. I mean, as you're kind of going through this second season of Drinking Socially, we've covered a lot of beer that have, that have you know, from a couple of different ones in Belgium we talked about and uh, that uh, other ones in Germany we talked about cultures a little bit that have a, a real, um, they're very much part of a city or a region's identity and their history. And many historians have written about, you know, how kind of beer was the genesis for civilization for agriculture for having a reason to stay in one place you could plant enough wheat to malt it into booze like you know it's <laughs> crazy right tired of running from tigers in the woods let's build a wall around this field and live here so we could make something we like drinking so um and it makes us feel great not worry about the tigers in the woods as much uh but so <laughs> Harrison has a lot to learn about where tigers are from, but <laughs> or jaguars, large cats, wherever Mainly they may running be. from cats, always <laughs> running. That's what it was. That's why we're still terrified of them today. But anyway, um, yeah. So I no idea what I was talking about, John. We're, we're off to a bang and start. The genesis of civilization, yeah, sure. forming around. And so right, and, and yeah, how they're just certain beers are tied to certain places. This being a great example of that history of Munich and the history of the Mars and are, are tied together forever. And as such, yeah, only right now, only six breweries can, uh, can pour there. All of them existing in the city limits of Munich. And, uh, and again, we have one today, which I'm pumped to enjoy. Uh, another thing that I think, I mean, you, 
you're listening to this is a beer podcast put on by John and Harrison from a beer <laughs> social media app. Yep. Uh, you probably are aware of the ins and outs of Oktoberfest, but um, the one that uh, that I bring up and uh, always uh, will feel like I'm failing in in my in my own wedding <laughs> celebration. Um, this festival exists largely the the first incarnation of it. Um, gets credit to 1810, uh, yeah. which was a long time ago for most of us, um, <laughs> to celebrate the marriage of Crown Prince Ludwig, who would later become king, yeah. um, and his marriage to Princess Therese, who I won't bother trying to pronounce the rest of her name. But um, Not that it's a bother, but it would just sound bad, and somebody would right. tell me about how bad it sounded. Right. Um, so uh, what I'm trying to extrapolate this uh, from this is that the Oktoberfest that we celebrate today and replicate in every small town in the States is uh, all kind of happened because this wedding ceremony right. um, where where the, the prince invited the citizens of Munich to celebrate sure. with him. And, right. and this time part uh, ceremonies were days and weeks, but right. um, but what an incredible, you know, this Oktoberfest yeah. that we are mystified and why it happens in September um, right. Right. All, all began from a, a wedding celebration. Right. After party, yeah, exactly, yeah. That just kept going for, I think, five or so days, the original one. Now it goes for up to 16 or 17 or 18 days now. Uh, I was starting in the third weekend of September, I believe, and ending in the It always ends on the first Sunday in October, October, and that's where the... Uh, the beginning, almost like American Thanksgiving always right. happens on the whatever third Thursday, Thursday in yep. November. Yep. Um, so the dates aren't necessarily tied, no. but uh, most of it does actually happen in September. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, right now we're in the thick of it today as this podcast is uh, released and uh, excited to be celebrating as far away as we are from Munich in our own special way with some pretty cool beers. We're going to pop the next one now which is one i've never had and i believe john the same nope um yeah. never had it it's available where i grew up now but it right. wasn't when i was yeah, growing didn't exist. up didn't exist back then and the only one same. we have in a can Harrison. oh yeah that's right uh what's Recall? the story of this one this one the least available of all the October things right. we're drinking today. I know. Um, what's the story on this one here? And it was really kind of my, this, this we chose again, we kind of laid out the criteria uh, that we told you about before, about how we chose this beer, the beers to grab today. This one really was kind of just something I wanted a beer. I'd always wanted to enjoy for a brewery. I really respect um, that, um, out of uh, from Jack's Abbey up in Massachusetts, their Copper Legend. And we happen to have someone, uh, Mary, shout out to Mary, uh, from the office here who was heading up that way. And she was like, yeah, I can grab you some. So we're like, yes, let's do a put on the podcast. So yeah, it's a, they refer to it as a fest beer on their, um, on the actual can. And as they talk about it, you know, on their website coming, but it's called Copper Legend on Jack's Abbey. Just one I wanted to really, again, enjoy. So this is a selfish grab for me. Uh, but if you're out in New England area, it's available pretty much through Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and maybe Maine. Um, Even in Buffalo. Oh, that's right. It got out to Buffalo. We saw that too. Thank you, John. Um, but yeah, 22 IBUs, 5.7 ABV, um, and decidedly lighter 
in color. First thing I noticed right away, this is much more straw than, right. than copper. And so this is a cool thing that um, these beers, and you hear the word Oktoberfest, you hear the word Marzen, you may sometimes also hear the word Fest beer, and they're not quite all interchangeable. There is, at least in the BJCP BJCP's eyes there, uh, which is the uh, source we always keep using the beer judge certification program that uh, kind of helps out with just getting s- standards in the homebrew world and the beer world. The, the Great American Beer Festival looks to them for style guidelines for that, which we'll talk about in a little bit too. Um, lots of lots of foreshadowing today, but they kind of um, have this really great way of breaking down the difference between a Marzen and a Fest beer style. Where basically the Fest beers were lighter; they're kind of like golden. Um, it's a you see a lot of them now, um, and sometimes they're you know interchanged depending on the brewery referring to a Marzen or a Fest beer depending on the color. Originally, though, Marzen was really used to describe like a. Uh, like the darker brown ones, very similar to the Sam Adams we just had, and kind of uh, denoted it came, it was always more alcoholic too. Um, now, sometimes, uh, again, Fest Beer and Marzen are interchanged, but if you have a lighter one, um, technically, at least according to the BJCP, and really the, the history we see in Germany about these beers, it is rather a Fest Beer. We'll drink uh, one from Sierra Nevada and Bitburger next. And Sierra Nevada was quick to say that last year in their collaboration, they brewed a Fest beer and it was lighter in color. So anyway, still basic, you know, same idea. Um, Bloggered for a long time. I think a lot of breweries now brew even their Marzins in July and we'll lager them for three months or so um, leading up to, uh, to their release in August, September, whenever it is. But yeah, I'm pumped to try this one because I haven't yet, but it's definitely lighter in color than the one we were just enjoying from Samuel Adams. Let's, I'm going to dive in. Let's check this out. Here we go. Mmm. Mm. Ooh. Tell you what, that is very hard to do. Ooh. Yes. Wow, that is so yes. different. That is very hard to do, though. How smooth that is. Man. That's amazing. Um, pe- peppery almost in there. Uh, something at the end. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so. Wow. That's great. Look out. Um, Look I'm, out. I'm aware that Harrison has been explaining the difference between a Fest beer and a Mars. And right. For the layman, myself, who thinks Oktoberfest, 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 um, this is it could yeah. it couldn't be more different sure. than the one we just drank. Yep. If I drank them a week apart, I might not know it as well. But to have them back to back, this is an entirely different beer. Mm-hmm. I don't get the caramely sweetness in here. I get um, right. a, a little more. Uh, still a lager, still light, sure. still drank for the same hopeful it's reason. It's got a great mouthfeel. You know, awesome lacing. It's got a biscuity nose to it but again it's less caramel malt in here way less caramel malt there's still a great i mean it's not it's not straight straw it is a little little more what's the word opaque um yeah definitely cloudier than uh sam's for sure um the description if i was drinking an ipa that 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 felt like this i would say it's really soft right yes Uh, exactly awesome mouthfeel it's so the carbonation um Mm -hmm. Does, yep. uh, and biscuity, when you mm-hmm. said that, I finally clicked in my head. Yep. Um, All that day. 
could I assume that this is um, way more heavy on the initial and in, in, in biscuit malts versus caramel malts? Caramel malts can be. There are biscuit malts can be caramel malts. Caramel malts is a big term. You can get lost. Kind of like saying American strong ale. There's like Fair. so many different ways to roast it and different doing the different grains you start with and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, they, I mean, I would love to, you know, look at the, I mean, a lot of the times it's literally just like a caramel malt and a, and a bunch of Pilsner malt. Like that's it. Like these, the malt bills for these beers can be amazingly straightforward, but there's two or three malts in it. That's it. So noble hops and you let the time and the aging of it really, and the yeast you're using pull out all the flavor that we're getting today. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, um, so Lagers overall, and we can kind of dive into this a bit. One of my favorite beers to drink from any brewery because it really kind of shows you how good that brewery is. It's very hard to hide an off flavor in a lager. If there's one there, it jumps out and gets you right away. Not much to hide behind, yeah. Right. So you have to be really good at and know what you're doing, real dialed in to make a really great lager. And there's that's where, like, I mean, Diaslo, which we talked about before, that's like the big, the one that we freak out about the most, the one that I'm super sensitive to. Zero of it in here should should go without saying, but um, that's the one that can show up in lagers um, most frequently. And so there's just more to monitor and do, and it takes more time and all that kind of stuff. There's definitely more that goes into making one, which is interesting in that, you know, the <laughs> obsession that at least the States has with, you know, light lagers all over the place. That's such a more difficult beer to make than a, you know, like yeah. a pale ale would be um, on any given day. So, but here we are drinking them uh, all over the place, but this is just a fantastic, you know, representation of that more fest beer, lighter looking, but still great mouthfeel um, beer. That's yeah. It's like a little light, little biscuit. This is I'm 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 very much along for the ride on this one with Harrison. I've drank Oktoberfest beers in the fall, um, but I I love learning. Right, instead, and here I am mm-hmm. admitting again that I view them as all very much uh, sort of sorry clones of each other. Right, um, and I'm I'm after going from Sam Adams to Jack's Abbey. I'm really excited for what's to come next. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, one thing I will point out, we've got Sam Adams uh, that we drank first, 15, almost 15,000 check-ins yes. this month, almost a million total, uh, about 920,000 check-ins on Sam Adams. Fantastic. Jumping over to Jack's Abbey, it's 1,000 check-ins this month, this nice. month, which is still I mean, that's incredible for smaller yep. distribution. 32,000 check-ins total. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, I think this is this is one of those um, va- variables here where even in your own city, wherever you're listening to this, we get, I, I see downloads from Australia, yep. South America, plenty all over Europe, hopefully someone in Munich. Yeah. Um, wherever yeah. you're listening to this, there is a brewer who is sweating the details of their own <laughs> Oktoberfest right. beer. Right. Um, and you're at, like, enjoy that experience, right? If you can get right. your hands on something big and easy to grab, like Sam Adams, sure. compare that with your local uh, brewer's beer. You know, even it, the, the trend is New England IPA, but this is something that I think is really exciting. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. this so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, and thinking about it, looking at it a little bit more, this may even have some Munich malt in it, which would make sense being, you know, it's a, a fest beer style and 
Munich being the home and the birthplace of that. And that's not a caramel malt, but it is a specialty malt and give off kind of that biscuity flavor that we're tasting. So can victory malt, and there may be some victory in here. We put some victory in, I believe, some victory in our Creek Fest beer when I was at Neshemini Creek, which is like if you want biscuit in something, victory will give it to you every time. And like almost none of it. I think we would put we had some in our pale ale and we put like 15 pounds of it in like a thousand pound grist and it, it like came out like it's very, very potent. So it may not be much of that, but just looking at the color, may not have much or any caramels. Good more will be some Munich malt and pale Pilsner malts and boom, that's it. Throw some noble hops in there and then just uh, play the waiting game. Um, Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, um, I, of the two we've had so far, this one uh, I could I could drink this beer all day long. Yeah, I know. I'm going through on my own untapped feed, and I've got a good handful of friends that have had this beer. Uh, most of them from last year or even 2017, mm-hmm. um, but a couple even I think. Again, one of the things I really enjoy is is comparing my experience with a beer, sure. uh, going to Untapped and seeing what my friends thought of it, mm-hmm. and it's exceedingly cool. Now that uh, Harrison and I do the podcast, I've been fortunate to grab a lot of new friends, yeah. which is a lot more opinions to compare to. Um, just recently, uh, an Untapped friend of ours here, Krim. Um, hmm. Hopefully I'm saying that right. But thanks for being an untapped supporter. Yeah. Um, and thanks to your mother-in-law for the <laughs> gift, um, which you were checking in a little bit ago earlier this month. Uh, Krim seemed to enjoy it as well. He got a beautiful photo of the Copper Legend can on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, awesome. Totally different. Getting me excited for what's coming next, too, with uh, the kind of old world and new world greeting us in the middle with this Sierra Nevada we got sitting in the wings. Yeah, so the story with this Sierra Nevada experiment, which I think is it's just a, it's such a cool, a lot of craft beer to me is the story sure, um, and the taste. But yeah. um, the Sierra Nevada experiment they've been doing for, this is their fourth year. They started in 2015. Yeah, yep, correct. Um, and Sierra Nevada, an American brewery, largely credited as one of the the innovators in the craft beer movement. Yep. Uh, each year now, they will do a collaboration with a German beer brewery for their Oktoberfest. Yeah. Um, this year, really exciting. They did the collaboration with Bitburger, yeah. um, one of the biggest breweries in Germany. Yep, I think easily. I've, I've yeah. seen Bitburger on yep. the grocery store shelf sure. here in the states. Yeah, and I love their their like uh, I think it's their original or their Pilsner. As you see a lot in the white can, um, big big I think four seventy three mil cans that make their way over here. But yeah, it's um, yeah again I'm pumped about it too. Uh, as I mentioned before, last year they did a fest beer. This one is more of a traditional Mars and to be darker. Um, and the first time and this kind of got me like nerding out pretty hard when I read this and watched a video from Sierra Nevada talking about it, that got a bit burgers house yeast has left the brewery and, uh, and made its way to the States where, uh, where you see, I got to use it for this beer in their brewery when they made this collaboration, which is just, amazing that yeast i mean that yeast alone i mean that 
Is that kind of like what Bitburger, like if I'm starting Bitburger centuries ago, right? that yeast is kind of like, that's handed could, down. Could be, the, could be the same one. So here's the thing about it, and it's, all, and it's like, I don't know quite what to compare it to, but um, yeah, like it's probably like, a, the, there's probably a lot of kind of secret history there or a lot of legend that they've let kind of probably to get some legs and go its own way with that yeast. Cause yes, your thing is that all the time is like, this yeast is the same one they've used since 1610 or, you know, it's uh, yeah. the, this is the 7,000th generation. It really could be, but I mean, there's no real way to know unless you got into their books and actually tracked like each generation they grabbed from which tank and all those things. Um, if that's even all, you know, written down in one place, but yeah, I mean, we, we got for our Toberfest, we used, the Andic, which is another brewery in Germany, their uh, uh, their Helles Lager yeast. We made a Helles Lager for a yeast farm, which is something breweries will do. Instead of repitching yeast, which is very common these days, to use the same yeast again and again over. Does I mean when I say generations? It's you start with Gen One or Gen Zero, really, and then you brew a beer with it. You pull some of that yeast out when it's done doing its thing. Repitch it in another beer. That does its thing, keep going. Uh, but it's, you know, yeast kind of, I guess, learns what it needs to do after a couple of generations there. So it's great to kind of get it going with a few beers. And if you have a beer in mind, you're going to use it for, um, have it go through a couple other beers first. And so we made, I think, a Hellas Lager and then our Oktoberfest. And we made a Rausch beer with it as well that actually won the bronze medal of the Great American Beer Festival, but it started with a Hell's Lager and then went into our Oktoberfest, which is pretty cool. But that yeast we got from that brewery was supposed to be like 400 years old or so, 500 years old or something like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. You, you mentioned GABF. Really excited to end the show talking about that. But uh, to get us there, on the last beer from the States as we transition into uh, German beers, I think... We've kind of introduced it a little bit early, but again, we're breaking the trend yeah, with this show. Exactly, format, really just yeah, and we're just drinking, hoping, <laughs> <laughs> hoping that neither of us fall. Uh, over we're sitting onto down the already, table. which is good, right? Yeah, we've gotten ahead of ourselves there. So we're going to crack open the next one up. This Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest collaboration with mm-hmm. Bitburger. Um, Sierra Nevada. The first couple of years they did this was with a smaller uh, German brewery. Yep. Last year mm-hmm. was Weinstefan, Weinstefan, which is the um, oldest, which is supposedly. older than the country I live in, right? Um, by many, yeah, yeah. by hundreds <laughs> of years, by, by long, long time. <laughs> uh, almost older than boats, I would almost right. say. Yeah. But um, <laughs> th- with Bitburger, this collaboration, um, I-, I hope they continue this. I'm really excited. You could drink this beer every year and, and right. literally have and something different. brand new. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's an amazing idea. There she is. Uh, and I've heard great things about this year's from a lot of people um, already. So I'm just pumped about... Uh, about that, uh, about the, the operator hands on it, and then, and of course, how also how readily available this is. I mean, it's dozens of verified venues. You should be able to from the states find it in your grocery store, your bottle, favorite bottle shop, your friend's fridge. Like you know, it's, it's all happening. It's all beginning. But yeah, wow, super copper. So we're jumping right back to copper, crystal clear as it comes yeah. out there. P- pouring this one out, much di- awesome uh, puffy head. 
it, it, mm. go, it takes me back in, uh, of the two, obviously, right. back to the Sam Adams Oktoberfest sure. beer. But, yeah, but this is you can like a you red take hue. A photo through here. Yeah, it's crystal clear. It's reddish more than brownish, I would argue, as I in first glance. And this Definitely. is so we don't know a whole lot about the collaborative efforts here, other than Bitburger sent their yeast over to the brewers at Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. And one story that uh, that I latched onto in reading uh, their reviews mm-hmm. and, and doing this is that when they sent the taste, when they sent samples back right. to Bitburger, the right. brewer tasted and said, like, like, "I know ah, she's in there. There she is." Like I, I think that um, as a, I mean, I'll taste every beer that I can get my hands on, right. but I love the story that, 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 that Bitburger brewers were able to just taste yep. it and know that's our right. bug. Like an old friend. Sure. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all, I said it again and again, also all brewers are doing is trying to make that yeast happy so it can do its job and make the brewers look good. Cause really at the end of the day, it's those, right. Those bugs running around making booze. That makes us all have cool things like this. So uh, our last American influence, right? Oktoberfest cool, beer, cool, cool transition. Yeah, here we a, go. A proper prost mm. to you, prost and Harrison. cheers. And let's it's do only going to get worse from here. <laughs> mm. Oh, tons of spice right away is what I get. Jumps three, at me. Three of the same beer, all so different. I know. That's so cool. Wow. This has a flavor more like the copper legend from jack's abbey mm-hmm. but um, it looks and but a body more yeah. like the salmon it's got a, a significant uh, more plus bread. two to mm-hmm. body score mm-hmm. yeah and more bread in here but but perfectly yeah but so balanced uh man about them apples this oktoberfest from sierra nevada Bitburger. obviously use untapped to find it if you haven't had it yet this year this is this is a pretty cool again i love i love what they're doing with this and, and it'll be different next year you'll never be able to find this again mm-hmm. um pull up untapped right. this should be available it's, it's, it's been checked in almost ten thousand times this month yeah and on the overall untapped ratings um of, of Oktoberfest style beers yeah. in the United States. Um, this Sam Adams and uh, Sierra Nevada have, mm-hmm. have some of the highest ratings that you'll find. Yeah. And, and that comes a lot because they're getting checked in so sure, much more, at so right. many different places. Sure. Yeah, this is also the booziest one coming at 6% hard, but still 22 IBUs, which has almost been every other other uh, brewery that's listing the, IBUs. Seems the like secret 22 to an Oktoberfest beer is 22 <laughs> international bitterness <laughs> units. Which might not even be a real thing. We'll do an episode on that one day. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, so a little bit boozier, but man, that's got some great body to it. And it's, you know, beautiful color. It's a bit, it does, t- it tastes like a, right. They said mouthfeel plus it's like a bit bigger than any of the other ones, even though it's only slightly more alcoholic. Um, you get, yeah. And that, that, saw that I'd probably do it again, especially malts. They're definitely more in here than, uh, and more of a variety than, uh, the copper legend we just enjoyed, but man, I just love this style. I think it's so the history, you know, the how drinkable they are, but kind of warm me up. And, the, and this one alone, like we've said, John and myself, kind of hammering this home. This is what Sierra Nevada is doing, still innovating, still being exciting, and not kind of settling on being big enough. They're seeing what else can we do? Well, let's start collaborating with. German breweries on Oktoberfest. Cool. Let's do it. And they had the ability to make that happen and bring it to 
people like, you know, that may not be able to experience that stuff over in the States who just doesn't get here, those kinds of beers. Not all of them do. And you much like doing a a, a vertical, which is still something that I think Harrison and I will have to put together uh, in in our beer plans and podcast plans. Mm -hmm. But uh, honestly, this time, especially as you're listening to this podcast, um, if you have a grocery store, a bottle shop that will let you do a mix six, even if you're an IPA person or you haven't, uh, ever really love lagers mm-hmm. it's a really fun i'm having a blast this is the third oktoberfest beer and every single right. one is is telling a me a little bit of a different story different story yeah absolutely um, one of the uh one, one of the new untapped friends i have here from the podcast rooksy added me about a week ago on mm. untapped and i saw that he was drinking this oktoberfest beer uh, checked in and I let him know we were going to be doing this for the podcast. That's right. He, uh, he gave it a great review. There's a bu- almost, uh, probably almost half of my friends list have checked into this beer, including my wife mm-hmm. and a friend of mine who has a brewery out in uh, central North Carolina. Um, a brewer opened his own brewery. Um, and he checked into this beer just a couple hours ago, nice. um, g- giving it a rave review as well. I think that's one of the things as a drinker that I appreciate is the kind of the, the difficulty that goes into making yeah. a beer like this. Yeah, exactly right. And the time, again, the time, it's all about, we can speak to that a little bit too, kind of we'll jump into the history real quick while we're enjoying this, uh, this cool blending of of old and new in this beer of, of, I mean, we already talked about Oktoberfest a little bit, but the kind of history of the Mars and style. Now I mentioned lagering it, uh, and through the summer months. And originally that was because in Bavaria, there was an ordinance in 1553 that, uh, said that beer could only be brewed between the 29th of September the 23rd of April. So they can only really brew fall through winter and spring and no new beer could be made in the summer months. So in March, before that kind of 23rd of April got there, they would always make the Marzen and, uh, and, and let it sit through those summer months, you know, in caves, in barrels, hidden away from the sun to be enjoyed, uh, enjoyed later. But yeah, once again, the history just... Jumping out there. I wonder how long they're lagering this guy in Sierra Nevada. It's trying to have the space for it. But that was uh, in you said that was in fifteen ten? Fifteen fifty three was the okay. decree, yeah, that actually said this is the way it's gonna be here in Bavaria and around Munich. Um yeah, so after the German purity laws were established, and that's another plays into this kind of in the background or the, you know, that all these beers conform to the purity law of fifteen sixteen. Um, it says, you know, beer can only have water, hops, malt, and yeast in it. So that's all you're getting from the traditional Oktoberfest, which is also pretty cool. Man, oh, man. I mean, you know, the history here, it's it's just uh, really just fantastic um, when, you, when you think about it and be able to taste it now. I think mm. that's uh, in, 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 I mean, I grew up in a time where I saw the, I'll, I saw the internet happen right. um, yeah. <laughs> to me and to my parents <laughs> and frozen food and mm-hmm. microwaves and convenience and things were changing. <laughs> and you know, I still yeah. like, you know, you take so much pride in making your pasta the way your Grammy did sure. or your meatloaf the way your mom did. Yeah. And Oof. I think there's so much 
history that uh, the 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 purity order from Germany kind of instilled. Yeah. But even I mean, there's some great uh, American breweries that that follow that tradition, right? And it's really, I think it's really neat here to sit here in 2019 when everybody's favorite beer is, is double dry hop with hops that didn't exist mm-hmm. five years ago. Right. Um, and drink something that tastes arguably similar, or if not sometimes exactly the same as it would have 50, 100 years ago. Yeah, I mean, right, because there's, there's, it's just such a straightforward beer and there's nothing crazy about it. I uh, would be very curious. You know, obviously, sanitation's come a long way <laughs> <laughs> since uh, these beers are being stored in caves with, you know, spiders and maybe the odd brown bear. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, these recipes, I mean, the ones that in Germany and Munich and arguably, which the recipes here, which are based on those recipes, are unchanged for hundreds of years. And again, that yeast, a lot of the time, exact same one or generations later, at least. So, yeah, I would love to travel back in time. That'd be a heck of a vertical to have a Marzen from 1600 <laughs> and, <laughs> and one from today. Amazingly well kept. Right. Maybe it's in a ship somewhere, just sunken on the bottom of the ocean, probably preserved like those Russian imperial stouts or whatever they found not too long ago in the Black Sea. I remember, I think I remember you telling me about that. <sighs> yeah. There's definitely, I was talking with a, uh, at, at, uh, while, while doing my regular job at Untapped, I was speaking mm-hmm. with a brewer maybe not even a month ago. Um, Really cool, down to earth guy. He wanted to make uh, German style lagers in in right. Pennsylvania, yeah, which is a, sure. a, a German influenced yeah. state here. And um, he I, he was sharing a story with me about how uh, the brewers would set their barrels up in the cave, and then due to the climate, they'd have to go back and kind of roll Put, them back, back every yep. couple of yep. you know. It would start to get a little bit cooler and push them back further and that would also kind of stir the yeast right. around and influence things and that's something that I mean, you arguably you could create a robot and an oh, ai that right. did that right now <laughs> sure. but um but aside from that it was almost like a you had to do that if you wanted your beer to come out good right. and in doing that it would also change and influence the way your mm-hmm. beer was gonna right Taste. end yeah, yeah absolutely you're right. Yeah, we've talking about that a little bit before on the podcast. How like there's you know when, more about uh, spontaneously fermented beers, or you may have that sweet spot in the corner of the yeah. brewery <laughs> that gets the light from the from the moonlight or whatever the sunlight hits it, and it's always about five degrees warmer there, and that produces some funky stuff. Yeah, this is right. Same deal. I mean the uh, the amount of like kind of labor that goes into making a beer, even still today, as automated as it is the time and the patience it's uh you know especially with a beer like this i mean that's what i taste it's just it's it's hard work to make something this uh this awesome and it's happening we're enjoying it enjoying it it, all of these uh beers have been a a great story and now as we're finishing up here um harrison and i are going to take a quick break and come back uh drinking Going to Germany, going to Munich itself. Yeah, precisely. Uh, real Oktoberfest beers is as qualified as we can get here. Right, exactly right. I'm pumped. In the meantime, if any yeah. of you lovely 
Drinking Socially listeners are looking to cut a deal and buy mm. your friends some Oktoberfest glassware. Um, host an Oktoberfest of your own. Yeah. Or just show off some untapped swag on your check-in. Um, go to the untapped store. It's going to be store.untapped.com. Um, pull it up on your mobile, on your computer. Look at all the cool things and whatever it is, any of the things that you're buying, when you go to check out, just use the coupon code podcast. That's going to get you 20% off whatever you're ordering. That's a pretty decent deal, and it's a good thing we don't sell cars on there. (laughs) Right. But again, hats, t-shirts, glassware, coasters, um, grab some cool untapped swag, especially if you weren't able to get to the Seven Cities Tour, but you want to show off to your friends and pretend like you were anyways, which right. is exactly what I'm going to do, <laughs> go to store.untaps.com, use the coupon code podcast, grab a decent discount, um, grab some swag. It'll show up in the mail. It's like Christmas when it shows up yeah. there a couple days later. Um, and then add it to your check-in photos. Right, Tag me and Harrison. For sure. Please do. We don't get enough of those. Keep tagging us. Absolutely love it. Diving right in. So, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, if you were in uh, and in Munich and you're at Oktoberfest, you're only drinking beer from six breweries. You don't that are all uh, in Munich itself, or in this, I guess technically in and around Munich. Um, and so those breweries are, I had them pulled up somewhere here. So and I'm going to do a horrible job of pronouncing these and I'll try my best. So better you than me, right? August Steiner Brow, Lone Brow, Polliner, Spottenbrow, Hofbrow, which I love. And then boom, Hacker Shore, which we have today, which was originally two different breweries, Hacker and Shore merged 1972. Boom. We have uh, when the <laughs> hacker was founded in 1417, and uh, 99 years before the Rheinschreiber purity law we talked about before even existed. So again, history all over the place, and so we are drinking one of those beers today that is being enjoyed right now in Germany under a huge tent, next to tons of bratwurst and. Pretzels and amazing food, right? Just oh my roller gosh. coasters, right? Loud lights and people wearing drindles and lederhosen. Amazing, mainly tourists, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, which is exactly how Harrison and I will show up there for sure. I'm excited. Um, covered in lederhosen, it's covered in it. Somewhere around awesome. six. Well, again, we said earlier, somewhere around probably over six million people are showing up at Oktoberfest yeah, with yeah. only about six hundred alcohol poisoning reports oh, that's way a, better than a frat party yeah, way, that's way less than one percent yeah that's amazing you're doing great and that's kind of hard i mean not to beer it's kind of hard to you really got to be trying to get that with beer i don't know i feel like i fall asleep beforehand especially with a bunch of kielbasa and me food pretzels right the pretzels alone slow um, me down i think the um the polliner hanger shore tent plays they have live bands every day for, oh, starting yeah. at 5 30. Sure. One kind of cool tradition I learned is that Oktoberfest doesn't officially begin until the mayor. Um, yes. She, and he says it in German. Uh, the equivalent would be it's tapped right. um, and cheers us and proclaims, and everybody yep. is able to start. There's, start I think, drinking. 
as an American, I view a drinking uh, festival much differently. I grew up, right. where, you know, you go to college and then you just <laughs> drink uh, for sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the uh, the Europeans have it a lot better right. than, than I did anyways, right. where you can bring your kids. There's going to be food. There's going to be entertainment. There's some history. There's, you know, folklore and dancing involved. Um, yeah. it's just, it, 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 and it's days long, not just one quick weekend. Yeah, right. And a big toast. I started off a big celebratory kind of prost everyone. And yeah, I mean, that's uh, yeah, pretty cool. All right, nice. Let's check this out. Here we go, John. Akershore, the We're German. Doing, here we go. German number October one. Oktoberfest. Here yeah. we go. Mm. Ooh. Man. So. Again. Different. So um, I still have to decode this. That is so crisp. And that is a big difference you taste from German beers. I have a whole thing about German water and why it's so good. We won't get into that today. Not too deep, but maybe we will. We'll see what happens. But but anyway, like it's very hard to, with brewing salts in other places of the world, kind of duplicate this, this profile of this water. And for me, it just jumps. It's just so light and crisp, but there is a ton of flavor happening in this beer. There's almost like a, let me hold on. Like a, damn, that's good. There's this fruity note hiding around in the background, kind yes, of jumping around like a, a bit. Hidden, like, I'm right, gonna, like a hidden Belgian quad. Right, like it's right, almost exactly. like it's that, tucked yep, in there yep, a little bit, yep, but it's that sort of like candy fruitness. Of, right, yes, hiding around. Um, but so incredible, like so unassuming, clean. If, if you, it, it looks, right, it pours, it's mm-hmm. just as clear. Yeah. As most of the Oktoberfest we've had outside of Jack's Abbey, Mm -hmm. but it's more brown in color. Mm -hmm. If you asked me to drink this beer with my eyes closed, that'd be another fun adventure. We'll get there. Um, (laughs) Nope, that's LaCroix. Um, (laughs) If you asked me to drink this beer with my eyes closed, I would probably describe it differently. The color, Mm -hmm. I think, is influencing what I'm looking for. Good point. Very Could be. But man, it's just... mm. Because drinking it is so rewarding, refreshing. Right. Exactly. This is, That's what it is. It's the refreshingness of it that could allow you to really just put a lot of these This away. is how they get away with steins. Right, this is, sure. Right? This I would assume this is 1% if you hand it to me and I would just drink it like water. Yes. And then I'd be one of the 600 people at alcohol. I get, I get it now. I understand. Uh, where's the Red Cross tent, please? <laughs> I need new blood. I need all the different blood. Mine's done. I've used all mine. <laughs> Do you have that? How much does that cost? I Venmo you. <clears throat> um, this is incredible. Um, so my first, di- um, <laughs> di- my first intentional German Oktoberfest beer, not yeah. just something that was at a friend's house or hey, you should right. try this. Right. Um, and of course, working our way there through some um, popular Americans. Mm-hmm. I think I, for me, what you you nailed it, Harrison. The clean, crisp ness of this um is that's the biggest difference Mm -hmm. i guess it's probably i don't want to say it's fruity and give the wrong impression right but yeah sam was very caramel Mm -hmm. oktoberfest was very spiced right some spice there this this one has a fruitness to it but still very clean and crisp but yeah no and we're not talking off flavors here like this is great that it's there and it's probably a combination of the yeast the hops dancing around all those things some quick hits on this. It's classified as a Marzen. It's 5.8% ABV. Couldn't find the 
IBUs out there, but they kind of tell the same story we did of, you know, in their official website. We're kind of reading up on how Hackers Shore describes this as, you know, it was forbidden to brew in the summer, you know, stronger beers. So the Mars was brewed in March and served in Oktoberfest. Um, and yeah, again, age old recipe, been around forever, smooth, honey colored. Um, and yeah, just absolutely delicious beer, but I definitely could see how Stein's this go down easy. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's exciting to, uh, to be enjoying it right now and pretty popular on untapped 119,000 different check-ins total 87,000 unique and already 2000 as of recording this this month. But this is one that I would, if you're kind of want to get a, a bead on, you know, Oktoberfest and how it's happening in Munich, kind of watch the, that monthly number, just watch people through the roof, photos, right? Yeah. That too. Exactly. The the bathroom lines and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> there, man, I, fantastic. Looking through my own uh, untapped friends, uh, Jack, also untapped supporter, checked into this particular Marzen a couple of days ago, um, and he's got uh, – there's a huge comment thread, which I love seeing on untapped. Mm-hmm. Um, him and a friend going back and forth about, I can't believe I've never checked this in before. Happens to me all the time. Yep. Um, and someone, uh, super jealous, so lucky went to Munich when I was 16, hoping to get back and enjoy that. If I'd have went to Munich when I was 16, I'd be German now. I would have right. never come home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And this is also something we kind of uncovered while doing a little bit of research about this and something I'd heard about before is that a lot of the times the, I mean, it's, this is lighter in color and a lot of the breweries in Germany do export kind of the fest beer, lighter versions of this and actually that's what's really consumed at oktoberfest today or a lot of the fest beer the lighter marzins if you will the paler german lagers that were all the rage in like the 90s and what kind of started this shift towards them that's what you're probably getting in the states and looking at some of the check-in photos of the bottles some of the ones that are over in the uk in europe and germany do look different than ours pop tops things like that and their color is a little bit different so there could be there are different different kind of variants of this depending on where you are in the world drinking it, but uh, I mean still coming from the same brewery, amazing stuff. But again, like we said, like usually Marzen used to just kind of be used like a synonymous with darker German lager, and then the paler version, I mean the Fest beer, it's really all the rage now. But this is awesome. I'd love to try to get out to. I, we just it's become clear that we need to get out there, John. Just I, need think, to, I think I think that's to get what's to Munich. Happening to, uh, 2020. People, in people are demanding. Um, people like meaning me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to kind of just find out for myself, get to the bottom of this myself. Um, together for it's science, like a Red Cross tent. This, <laughs> right. Find that first. That's, that's this <laughs> particular Oktoberfest and the one we have coming up next among the two most checked in Oktoberfest beers mm-hmm. that come from Germany. Correct. Um, so uh, a good start. Uh, we know that obviously Tim and Kyle had covered uh, Oktoberfest a year ago. Uh, Kyle gave me one of the greatest quotes right. ever from that episode. <laughs> Any party that's five days long should end in, should a, horse end in a horse race. High, um, high kind of precedent to meet there, but. So, you know, in order to, to kind of make an effort to make it different, uh, we're open to suggestions for a year from now. We'll get there. We'll, we'll cross that yeah. bridge when it comes to sure. it. But this year, 
Um, certainly been uh, a fun experiment with Harrison drinking now our fourth beer on the, on the, on the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just amazing. Great idea, so, Harrison. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you're early welcome morning to, I was going to say, yeah, it's fine. What well, is it? It probably is. I think I'm going to go into the gym. That'll be fun. Yeah, uh, this is so classic, so great. It does, it does remind me of, yeah, I used to do that all the time. Kind of what you mentioned earlier is starting in college is my friends going to a bottle shop, grabbing this time of year a bunch of Oktoberfest, splitting them. You know, checking them out, trying new things. But these are almost dangerously smooth. Yeah, this, I mean, again, if if you'd <laughs> handed me this beer and just asked me to drink it, I could, I, I, I'm sure I could identify it as a Marzen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Beyond yeah. that, I might not be able to give you very much other than what I taste. <laughs> um, but classic. having gone through these progressions, the more I'm kind of, it's, it's warming up a little bit in my hand. I've yeah. maybe slowed down drinking it a little bit since the beginning. Right. But uh, remarkably, that, that kind of sweet fruit flavor from here is uh that mm-hmm. that's that's what's hitting my palate mm-hmm. again and again yeah and again fair amount of i mean biscuit going on in there it's yeah there's other things happening but yeah that uh yeah it's definitely got a nice kind of fruity almost now as it warms up almost a little bit of a spicy thing happening mm. yes and it makes up almost a quarter maybe more of all of hacker shore's check-ins are coming from more than half come from their Oktoberfest and their Vice beer, their Hef, which is also awesome. Um, so it just goes to show you how, just really how popular this beer is. So as uh, as a layman, is it wrong of me to assume that these beers are just drank for three weeks during the fall? Is, or is it pretty right. common to grab uh, an Oktoberfest beer right. in August or sure. November? Oh yeah. Well, a lot of the times now they are being released earlier in the in August. Often you'll see them kind of start hitting the shelves more towards the summer end of the summer, kind of. But it's a lager, so like I mean, they'll last. They'll be good in the bottle or can for a year from the day they're packaged, at least. So um, yeah, don't like if you are craving one in February, go look in the back room of your favorite spot or go talk to your buddy who works at the grocery store and see if there's a case back there. Or probably there try is. to find it on untapped somewhere. Right. And, um, and it's still going to be great. Uh, cause yeah, provided it's not sitting like, you know, in direct sunlight or whatever for that period of time or on a hot shelf somewhere. I can't speak to what happens then, but yeah, it's still a great, it's just a, you know, it's a version, it's a lager beer. So it's age is not a thing here that's going to be detrimental up to a point. Uh, again, I don't really know what verticals of this would really taste like, but everything, every kind of bottled on and best buy date I see from these is a year from the day they've been packaged. And that's probably a safe bet, but probably be fine even after that too. I'd be curious to taste some kind of very fun doing instead of a vertical, just kind of have one of these now and then one of them in six months, see what they taste like then. Mm. Yeah. Take good notes. Uh, right. One, one, right. one of my favorite, right. I think parts that I, that I go back to untapped for mm-hmm. proactively. Yeah. I'm looking for a beer or I'm trying to see, you know, where's Harrison drinking. It's Saturday. Maybe I can show up and surprise <laughs> my couch with my dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very surprised. <laughs> um, 
But God. comparing my notes, like I love going back a lot of these classic, uh, iconic beers I haven't checked in before. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited to go into, you know, next year and see how how does my taste of Sam Adams right. Oktoberfest compare right. with it uh, year over year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, because some of them will change a little bit. Some of them won't and haven't for hundreds of years. And, again, that is a nice thing in the day of rapid change to have a – that might be why I like this style and this season the most is I – it's old reliable. I know that I'm going to – I know what I'm getting. I don't have to kind of live the fun surprise life of what is this double dry hopped milkshake – Toffee IPA really going to taste like I I'm just this is like an old friend coming back to town and we're finishing off with perhaps one of my favorites from uh Iinger Aanger tomato tomato maybe maybe I've just angered a lot of people by saying that but <laughs> uh, did, I would have said Aanger <laughs> right which is certainly wrong <laughs> but uh but yeah we've got their Oktoberfest now um that Whenever you go and talk to, and this is my experience, go to talk to beer guys who love beer, talk about Oktoberfest, this is the the White Album, or this is the the thing they drop and say, ah, you know, that's the best. They Actually said the best. for the White Album. Right, this is the best one. So I'm pumped to be finishing off with it. And, of course, best is a, the, most, the most relative of relative terms, but it's one that independent conversations I've had across states and countries and different walks of life this one keeps popping up and with good reason i'm excited to be uh finish off with it not however you know from munich as the city we've been talking about all day so kind of These guys won't the, be at the official Oktoberfest. No, no, one of the rebellious. oldest i think family owned and operated for 150 yep, years private That's brewery really cool. yeah mm-hmm. uh, yes they are in bavaria though the foot of the bavarian alps I love it. Family owned and operated since 1878, which sounds old in the States, but is <laughs> You're right. <not. laughs> um, in Europe, it's not that long. It's brand new. Um, the, what, when you were saying earlier about the best Oktoberfest, I would, uh, as, a, as a person that loves a good argument, I would easily say it's impossible, even of these five beers, um, the one that I think the one that I would want to drink another is so far uh, maybe from Jack's Abbey. Mm. Um, I really appreciated the I'm mm-hmm. going to say it mouthfeel mm-hmm. of that beer. Mm-hmm. It, it, it drank really pleasantly, mm-hmm. but to choose the best, yeah. uh, it's so it's subjective. Kind of Who, yeah. Who's the best chocolate pudding? They're all good. <laughs> right, exactly. They're, they're, the the only New bad York chocolate pizza, pudding right. is the one that's gone. <laughs> right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's like best New York pizza. It's it's tough. Uh, yeah. It really serves no purpose. They're all just so trouble. Whoa! Get your nose in on this, John. That's where the Holy party. Cow. That's where the party this begins. Is, already, this is so much different. Golly. I can't stop smiling. <laughs> wow. Mm. I should taste it. I keep smelling. I'm gonna hyperventilate. Right. Right. Careful. Wow. Big copper caramel. Man, and that, the cool thing about that is it tastes like the like the grains that it's made with taste, like in smell. Like if you stuck your 
head yes. in the wart of a beer as you're brewing a beer. This this is this, this tastes is, like this a brew house smells. <laughs> right. This is wart with bubbles in right, it. Right, exactly. It tastes like a like a brew day, which is exciting for me for obviously tons of flashbacks happening now. But man, boom, that's a that's the biggest nose by a long shot. Holy cow. Hmm. It in 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 an initial taste this one is probably closest to the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I, I I think it's kind of caramely. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Huge sweet. Caramel. It's got a. It's got a. I'm trying to de- determine the color between orange and brown, which is very difficult at this point. Yeah, but. right. Exactly. Yeah, I I'm with you there. Yeah, it's yeah right. It's it's that's orangey. It's yeah, it's more orange than. I think it's more orange than brown. I agree. It looks like a penny. It looks like a penny right. that isn't brand new anymore. Exactly. And that's how they describe it to the uh, amber-colored, rich and full-bodied. And indeed, it is. Just kind of scanning the bottle. The, the body, this. for sure, after coming off of the Sam Adams, was was pretty filling, was, mm-hmm. was, 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 a, was a big, full palate to take in. Uh, Jack's Abbey lessened that. Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest brought some back. Hagger Shore was clean and crisp, but this one, finishing with this one, um, I, 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 I don't want to say ale and sound like an idiot, but <laughs> um, but here I am. Like it has that uh, mm-hmm. that linger, like that, it, like it coats your mouth like a good right. hot chocolate. Right uh, now, there I'm you just, go. You're right. No, it does, John. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all over my whole entire my mouth, my whole face. Really huge lacing on it. It's dancing around all over the place. Legs running for days. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to get out of here. But it's uh, no. I mean. This one, I don't know if I could crush as much as I could with the Hacker Shore, but it's it's definitely one that gets me kind of excited. This is one that, like, you know, throw the fire in the fireplace, start yes. petting the dog. Throw the fire in the fireplace <laughs> like a proper ninja. Um, the drawback of doing a five-beer episode is that you become a wizard. But... Abs- th- one uh, one of these on the back on a cool fall back porch. That's right, sure. Just um, burning something down. It's uh, yeah, preferably with a fire, <laughs> a controlled fire <laughs> somewhere. Just chucking some flames and petting the dog away from the flames. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Kind of sneaking away for a cigar. This is great. This reminds me of a funny story. It's not this beer. It was actually with Hofbrau's Oktoberfest. We had moved into. Um, Recently, a new house, probably just about two two years ago, we moved in in November. So technically, you know, again, I'm, I'm still drinking Oktoberfest. Then I had half our houses Oktoberfest. Grabbed a six pack of a bunch of Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers and whatever. Headed home. My wife was out with the kids somewhere. We had just moved in. Only had one set of keys, and she had the keys. So I got home to a locked house, <laughs> but I had a six pack of beer in my hand and I was like, great. I'll just pull. There's a chair. There was, and there was one chair in the backyard. So I pulled that out, cracked the beer. I always have a bottle open in my pocket because I'm door alive for long enough and, yeah. uh, and uh, cracked it open and started drinking it. And it was like a great, I had two or three beers there and she got home wherever they, they were and had dinner. But that's one of the first uh, pictures and check-ins I did at my house was in the backyard, locked out of it, and the picture itself is of my backyard in the fall, um, and it had a ton, just a picture of me, the beer, and tons of leaves, and at that moment, I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to name 
my house on Untapped. This is the land of a thousand leaves, and that is if you follow me on Untapped, most of my check-ins happen at <laughs> the land of a thousand leaves. But it happened from that night with an Oktoberfest in my hand, locked out of the house, but couldn't have been happier. Just enjoying myself in the in all of that leaf mold, John. Just sitting there yeah. in the leaf mold, having an Oktoberfest. You want to make Harrison happy? You bring him some old just decaying throw leaves. Throw some leaf mold in my face. Um, but that, uh, uh, as as an untapped friend of Harrison's, I've seen Land of a Thousand Leaves <sighs> and sure. assumed it was his resentment to raking. Right. Um, yeah. That paints a pretty yeah, bit. Yeah. My yeah. home check-in is Palm Pound, and <laughs> we'll do a different episode right. yeah, on what say, it's like to live with six amazing. Pomeranians. But <laughs> um, Loud, but I think. Loud's the true to their German heritage. Um, yeah. Pomeranians <laughs> hail from there. This is a good beer. <laughs> it's working. This beer is working. It has, this beer is doing it its job. As we uh, roll to the credits on this episode, two important things to catch up on. Yes, indeed. Um, one, Oktoberfest. Even if you're doing it in uh, in a podcast with your friend. Sure. Um, or on a back porch with mm. your friends, plural. Um, <laughs> Oktoberfest is meant to be a celebration of love from a wedding that happened 200 years ago. That's good to remember. It's only been canceled, would you say, 24, 24 times, times? Mainly yeah. from war or cholera? Or cholera. Okay. Tricky old cholera. Just. Haven't seen a lot of cholera cancellations <laughs> on J. Cole's tour. Right. But, <laughs> um, but so Oktoberfest is a fun time, and the beers that represent that or have that on their name, um, even if you're not, if you're sitting there and you're saying, I, I like Berliners, John, I really yeah. like the idea of putting uh, – cinnamon toast crunch in a french press right. and and making my own cinnamon toast crunch stout which sure. we will be doing um Ooh. here on the cast but even if that's if that's more your speed because that does sound exciting yeah um try this grab a couple oktoberfest beers check them in compare your your notes from one to the other and by the time you get through five i promise whatever was it's gonna be fun yeah it's all gonna be great it'll be great um, so what i wanted to close with is that we had greg on the podcast yes. uh, for the last episode yep thanks for listening if you made it through the phone interview sorry right. about the audio quality but I know Greg was really excited. Uh, as you're listening to this, he's probably just finished up with the answer in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. We drank their beer on the last episode, and it was uh, <laughs> it, it was weird, it was juicy. It was wild and crazy. Um, so really cool for those of you that got to show up and uh, visit and meet Greg um, during his six city tour at this point, we've got one left coming up. Yes. Uh, his last stop is going to be in cerebral brewing in Denver, Colorado. Oh, wow. Um, make sure you get uh, the, uh, his last stop on the tour. Um, this, this guy, this man, mm-hmm. this, um, person Gee. that I love having a beer. <laughs> and he really, if, if you meet Greg at one of these events, you quickly realize that he might as well be the guy that you drink most of your beers right. with. He's, he's incredibly uh, humble, yep. way too humble. I know. Um, the, guy can, the guy can tell me anything that's wrong in computer language. It takes me a week to understand. Right. 
Um, but Greg's amazing. If those, those of you that did make it out to see him, uh, hopefully that was a rewarding experience and you got to have some beer and, you know, tag him in your check-in photos. We got Cerebral coming up to close out the Seven Cities Tour for 2019. And then right after that, just a couple of days after that, Harrison, yes. uh, I think you know as well as anybody uh, yes. what's coming up around the corner for that one. Um, Boom, the Gab It's happening again. The Academy Awards of the Beer Community, the whatever you want to call it, this huge, amazing festival, the country's preeminent beer festival and competition in Denver, yeah, it's kicking off the 3rd through the 6th. It's the 38th consecutive year. Um, and this year's GAFA will offer more than 62,000 attendees. Holy cow, they're selling more tickets for this event now. I'm yeah. pretty sure they've they've added, I don't know, they've added sessions. There we go. As as demand dictated, I'm sure that's, that's no surprise here. More than 4,000 beers, 800 different breweries are, are yeah, going to be participating this year. And it is, it's kind of like a three-part thing that Gabfa is. It's, you know, this, it's part beer festival. It's part kind of like trade show almost, or like conference, if you will. Lots of classes you can go to as a person or a brewery to learn about whatever you want. And then, of course, this huge um, competition, the Great American Beer Festival, is is really, as I kind of just joked about, but not really joking about, like this Academy Awards-like show. It's like this, the big American uh, festival that also judges kind of best beers, styles, breweries of the year will be revealed. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Um, and it always is. And, uh, and it kind of it's counterpart, the world beer cup, which happens every other year, often referred to as the Olympics of the beer world is something else we talk about one day, but um, one episode, but this is an awesome event in Denver, but really in terms of the beer world and breweries, this is what they look forward to all year. They've submitted their best beers. They're there having fun, pouring beers for you. Excited to see who wins what and when and what they'll do for you. And I was fortunate enough to be on a, a couple or a couple of brew teams that won a few great American beer festival medals. Um, but when we talk about the beer judge certification program, that's the guidelines they lay out are what the Great American Beer Festival uses to judge all these beers from breweries all over the country um, and kind of pick best for style and overall best brewery based on size of the brewery. And it's just a great, it's just a great day and exciting for a lot of hardworking breweries to kind of have their dedication um, be, uh, you know, kind of recognized by their peers, by the Brewers Association that is, of course, hosting this and supporting them all it's just it's a blast so it's it's exciting industry-wide and um from the beer side from the visitor side it's uh, gonna be a huge party <laughs> Den- denver itself is gonna be the center of the beer universe for a good couple days there if you can't get tickets but still want to go to denver or nearby go because they're gonna be all the awesome Plenty beer bars and parties. i mean it's just amazing the stuff you get to see available that you won't find maybe the rest of the year or ever again um yeah i mean there was we talk about in the office often uh, years ago the there's a photo with greg and some Mm -hmm. uh, outstanding untapped users yes that had actually created badges real life badges for the badges that they earned and a sash 
And uh, yep. I mean, it's just it's 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 the trade show for beer, mm-hmm. right? There's plenty to be drank. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, the Brewers Association. I think they actually started last year, but this year. Um, I know that there are typically this thing sells out the yeah. day tickets go on sale. This year, sure. they actually did have uh, a lot of additional events and sessions and more tickets that were available um, with the hopes of getting some more people in uh, experience. And Harrison and I will definitely be covering some of the winners oh, yeah. um, in great. the next upcoming episode. There's a brand new category for a collaboration. Oh, um, cool. Beer. They restructured some, I think, some of how um, the breweries are judged based on barrels produced and where they go. Right. Um, so there's some kind of restructuring mm-hmm. that happened cool. there. Um, but it, it, at the end of the day, I think it's always, um, it's all, you know, you see these breweries that win a medal mm-hmm. um, at GABF, and that sure. instantly goes for me on my wish list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, it changed so quickly, anecdotally, that changed the Shemini Creek's whole entire trajectory. And they won the gold medal for, or we won the gold medal for the for our Churchville Lager. Oh man, what year was that? Oh, 2015, the first time we won it, won a couple, couple medals for that beer. It was, I think, the th- second or third year it had been open maybe just the second and that like just and then boom all local papers grabbed onto that regional papers award-winning brewer in the area and it really kind of just set this fire under uh about us or about the brewery about neshaminy creek that uh got people pumped about them what they were doing and had the ever since kind of the eyes of the beer world have been upon it and we've been fortunate enough while i was there to win a few more in the successive years um the most recent one being that uh, beer I mentioned earlier that we used the German yeast for that won bronze for the for smoked beer and I think 2016. Anywho, yeah, it, it can change a brewery's whole entire kind of trajectory and life and story. And so it, it is very exciting uh, for this industry right now, and I'm pumped to see what happens and who the next right brewery that people are buzzing about. They may come out of who knows where. We may not know. Not many people may know about them yet. Really. But then, boom, um, this happens. It's a, it's a big stage to make it on. And um, 38, 38th consecutive year coming right. up. I mean, yep. we ask a, a, a lot of you folks that are joining the Drinking Socially Facebook group, uh, one of the questions we always like to ask is about your first craft beer experience, yeah. which uh, I mean to put together. There's been some amazing stories. Um, there's yeah. been some funny stories and some amazing stories. But 38 years ago, um, the Great American Beer Festival was happening and judging things. And my, what a different landscape it would have been back then. One of the uh, facts I'd meant to share about Oktoberfest was that uh, 100 little a hundred about a hundred years ago they poured one hundred and twenty thousand liters of oh. beer at <laughs> Oktoberfest nineteen ten. Hundred and twenty thousand liters of beer. Wow. Uh nineteen ten. And <laughs> last year, Oktoberfest, they poured seven point five million liters <laughs> of beer. And that's not double dry hop Berliner Weiss right. with strawberry extracts right. and unicorn rainbows. Right. That's Marzen's. Yeah. Um, but that's that's, that's an amazing holy a cow. Beer. A lot of beer. It's like Bitcoin level growth. Yeah, it's a lot of beer. I would love to oh man. Soon, soon, John. 
next year live casting from the fairgrounds from the top of the ferris wheel with double double fisting yeah. leaders the last podcast so, <laughs> if harrison and i make it there uh let us know was it worth it to drink five beers on an episode are you excited about oktoberfest are you going to have your own yeah um, what are you drinking what oktoberfest have you had so far a local brewery a big brewery you're excited about. what do you is there oktoberfest you have every year you gotta have as soon as it gets back out and of course as always show notes will be available at podcast.untapped.com if you have any questions or feedback or want to start your own Oktoberfest Thanksgiving tradition, yeah. connect with Untapped on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or you can connect directly with Harrison and I on Facebook.com slash Drinking Socially. And we'll see you in two weeks. Prost! Prost!